Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Pitches for WWE TLC 2020. I am joined by Matthew and Ross uh, Matthew, first, how are you? I've just woken. I mean, how would you? How dare you say I've just woken up, Jack? I have been <laughs> ready for this. I'm so excited for TLC, the pitches video that is. I'm so excited for TLC pitches 2020 with you two guys. I'm inescapably excited. Ross, how are you? Uh, I I couldn't be looking forward to TLC any less, to be honest with you. I'm not hyped at all for this show. I don't know it's December and it's Christmas and all that malarkey, but this week's raw left a sour taste in my mouth. The last two Ooh. thirds of it, at least, I thought it was terrible. Me. Will we get ah. to that later on, or do you want to do you want to just explain that now? Well, how the first the first the first bit of Raw was nice. There was two long matches, and then it descended into wacky, spooky, crappy bollocks. That was even like too much for me. And I love silly bollocks in my professional wrestling, and it was just naff. There you go. Well, we'll see if Ross remedies that in this video Doubtful. I suspect not but um, if you've never seen a pitches video from us before what happens is we'll go around in a circle Ross then Matthew then myself and we'll all pitch something uh, for this weekend's TLC show and then once we've been around three times that will leave us with nine pitches but remember of course that golden rule because these aren't predictions these are pitches and it's not what you think's going to happen it's what, it's what we you want, want to happen don't you dare don't you dare think that it's what we think Things going to happen because you'd be wrong. Uh, Ross, let's kick off with you. I'm starting off with a bit of a filthy one and I'm not too sure how it's going to be received. It's not filthy in a dirty sense. It's just filthy in the concept is a bit a bit dangerous, a bit scandalous. A little, I don't know how the rumour is going to take this one. So okay. we'll go with it anyway. It's just something I want to see. I'm going to Sasha Banks versus Carmella with this pitch. The end of the match arrives and Sasha Banks looks like she's going to win the match. Corey Graves has alluded to on commentary. It hasn't been said outright, I'm in a relationship with Carmella. She's untouchable, or whatever the word is these days with her. He just says that he likes her a lot, more than most of the other ladies in the women's roster at the minute. Um, by the way, just in case you weren't aware, they are in a relationship in real life. Right, I just thought right. I'd put that in there. It's a crucial bit of information. So he's into the final stre- uh, the stretches of the match, Corey. He's standing up. He's going radio rental. He's willing Carmella on for reasons that haven't been quite explained yet. Banks has got the bank statement locked in. It looks like Carmella's going to tap, but no. Corey Graves has enough. He unplugs his headset. He then walks to the side of jogs, maybe sprints upwards of five yards to the side of the ring and he lobs, he hoys his headset at the head of Sasha Banks. But somehow the referee has been distracted, which I haven't written down here, but I've just thought of in my mind. Otherwise, that would be a disqualification, wouldn't it, Ross? That's how the wrestling works, you silly, silly man. This allows Carmella to somehow reverse the Banks statement into a roll-up and Carmella wins. The SmackDown women's title. There's some buggery going on here. Some scandalous shenanigans at the hands of Carmella and especially Corey Graves. But then as Carmella and Corey are hugging and kissing and doing all kinds of things inside the (laughs) ring, celebrating Carmella becoming the SmackDown women's champion, Corey Graves feels the top of his head. He can't feel a headset, can he? Because he threw it at Sasha Banks. He's looking round the ring. He's thinking there's no Maggle Colt at the side of me here. There's no commentary table in front of me. He screams at the top of his lungs, I'm free! (laughs) And then he announces that from here on out, he is going to be the manager of Carmella. His time as a SmackDown commentator is done because in my humble opinion, and it might just be because he's been doing this for five years or six years, however long it's been, he's become a little bit, a little bit stale. Is that fair? Is that too harsh? He's still nice. He's still better than most, but a little bit stale in my opinion on the commentary table. So this, we're going to put the cat among the pigeons 
and have Corey Graves just get rid of his commentary role and become the manager of the brand new sort of psychotic and delusional that Carmella I'm very much enjoying on the most recent Smackdown to the one where sat here. So yeah, Corey Graves becoming Carmella's manager from here on out. That's, that's, that's the crux of the pitch there. Oh, the, the my immediate... Well, two two concerns, but I'm not going to give my vote yet because I, I want to I want to hear what you've got to say about these. First of all, oh, it's a lot of pressure on Corey to make that shot with the headset and pow Sasha in the head. Is he is he hitting her with it or is he throwing it? He's from Philadelphia. They have um, they have the baseball, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, they the, do, yeah. the baseball. I presume he would have played the baseball growing up. So if he was a as a pitcher. Yep. If, if he did the bowling like like, like Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, etc., <laughs> um, I assume he's going to be good, fine at that. <laughs> yeah, that's sound logic. I've got no issues with that anymore. My other concern is that it's another short title reign for Sasha Banks, isn't it? It is, but I always enjoy Sasha more, especially when she's a babyface, chasing rather than holding the title. And I'm not saying it's been bad, she's barely done anything. Um, I guess it also feeds into the, the continued narrative of Sasha not being able to hold on to her titles for a long time. And it, I don't know where it goes. Maybe it is one too many, Jack. Maybe that is a consideration I've overlooked there. But I've got written down here, Sasha is better chasing anyways. Mm. In my opinion. I think, I think when she's a heel, I think she's better as a heel anyway. But I think when she's a heel champion, she's phenomenal, like we saw yeah. at NXT with Bailey. But as a face, I agree with you there. I'm undecided still. Matthew, what do you think? There's a few things there. One, if he's going to be a manager as opposed to a commentator, that would mean he'd need to get physical with people. The reason he became a commentator is because he wasn't allowed to get physical anymore because of his head. So this did lead me to think there could be a scene where Sasha Banks goes, what are you doing? Don't You're not allowed to manager's license. She has like a bit of paper that says manager's license <laughs> printed off that Hannibal TV can use or whatever. And, um, <laughs> and then he can go, it's all right, Sasha. I've had an injection of Daniel Bryan jeans, so I used to be bad, but now I'm good. And you go, really? Yeah. And then she decks him. Uh, I can see that working very well. Um, I suppose Corey Graves is a commentator. I think he's okay. He is okay. It's, it's right. He's it, it, it become a part of the furniture, hasn't he? And I don't know if that's a bad thing uh, or if it's a good thing. It's just like when I remember back in NXT when he would like wow us thinking wow it's like the closest thing that Bobby Heenan in WWE there's been for many years and now he's a bit like but then I don't know if that's just because he's been doing it for six years now it's hard to think isn't it six years Corey yeah. Graves' trajectory reminds me of Owen's trajectory in Cultaholic like everyone likes him at first <laughs> and then he starts to buy into his own hype a bit and turns into just an arsehole overshadowing everyone else but sorry carry on I love you saying this when he's in Listening distance. Oh, All he's the comments you're in saying. His room. He's miles away. Yeah, you pan the right and he's there, like reading a <laughs> TV, TV guide going, I went, man. <laughs> he's circling when the great escape's on next week. Uh, yeah, I think he's all right. It's The weird thing is, Corey Graves is all right at commentary. There could be a lot worse. We could have more Phillips. We could have more Saxon. We could have more clone commentators from NXT showing up. So, I don't know. Get JBL back, that's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. T-shirt hmm. shit sails through the roof for Cultaholic. Oh, um, you know what? It's swung around in my head because, you know that uh, wrestlers have their themes, but more often than not, they have like a little bit of audio at the start to get people, get the cat excited. That could mean that Corey could come out because it's been a long time and everyone forgets his theme. It would probably start with, you've made a grave mistake. <laughs> Where his new theme is, so and yeah, we you know get what? Paid millions of pounds for the privilege, obviously. Obviously, well, that's how it works. This has just been a setup, isn't it? Because you know, <laughs> people in WWE creative watch this show. I see. Well, very smart, Ross. Love the grind. It's a yes from me. Oh, thank you. It's a it's a no from me, unfortunately, because there's just slightly too many holes in it for me. Just slightly too many things against it. Sorry. So I know it's it's early in the day as well that we're recording this, so. I feel like I've ruined your day already. They're ruined now. I've got like seven videos to do today and I'm sure I'll just be sad in each and every one of them. Yeah. Thinking of what um, could have been if I got a yes from Jack the Jobber for my first pitch for TLC 2020. Matthew, what's your first pitch for TLC 2020? Let, let Ross recover. I went, man. Just... Sorry. I'm all right, Matthew. I'll get over it. It's fine. Oh, that was quick, God. It's not David Brian Jean. Okay. The women's tag team title match. Nia Jackson, Shayna come out for the title defence and they say, oh boy, 
Can't wait to see who the partner is for Asuka. <laughs> Asuka comes out and her teammate is revealed to be Lana with her leg in a cast. And I, Jack's chair, are like, ah! <laughs> they're laughing like me whenever I think Jack Swan on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, look, I don't think I'm ready for a normal tag match, as you can see by my giant cast. But I have spoken backstage to Adam Pearce. This is Lana's voice. <laughs> <That's> Adam <laughs> Pearce. Lana's from she's from Russia, it. remember, Jack? Lana's turned Adam into, Pierce, a, and Lana's turned into a, a biker grandma. I'm going to defend me honour by competing in a naughty Q match. And then they and Shana are like, oh, really? Wait, let's ask a gym. Oh, yeah, we'll be all right for no DQ match. Oh, man, this is going to be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I says, oh, that's good. You know what I said? I was injured. Yeah, you did. You can see your cast. I lied. And then she flexes so hard, the cast just pops off her. And Naya and Shayla look confused as Lana says, I've been letting you treat me like crap this entire time so I could get you right where I wanted you. Lana jumps from the floor to the ring, not even touching the ropes as Naya and Shayla start going, oh no, oh no, oh no, no, no. Bam, butter bean punch to Shayna. Bam, Marco Krokop kick to Naya Jax. Press slam and Naya over the ropes through a table. Countering a perfect goggle platter into the Lana lock with one finger on Shayna to win the tag titles effortlessly. Before getting on the mic and declaring, that's the first table I've put you through. You've got an eight, eight more coming to you, Naya. And then the following series of Raws, we have Naya and Shayna hiding backstage in wacky segments trying to avoid mega Lana from putting her through more tables. And I think this is the only way to salvage the god-awful drivel about having Lana come out and cry and get injured and cry and whimper every bloody episode of Raw since before Survivor Series. It's all been one big plan, one big ploy, because I'm sick of being... I am a huge loser. I don't want to see myself represented on TV, all right? (laughs) I want to see people kicking ass and destroying each other at the lovely sport professional wrestling. And it being one big ruse and Lana's the super soldier would would make TLC, and if anything else happens, then this show sucks. <laughs> wow. What are your thoughts? At, f- at first, I thought you thought I thought you were going to say that she was going to... Because the cast was so massive, I thought she had a rifle in it, and she was going to be like, oh, it's no DQ. My God. Bang! But Hang no, on, let me write, let me, that's, a, that's a second pitch sword out. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> um, what, I've got to ask, what has Lana, how has Lana become Super Saiyan? How has she done this? No, she's always been that way. Oh, she just needed to believe in herself. That's right. Okay. She's like, Arthur. Yes. <laughs> yes, I told you not to touch it. And then she decks her. Um, <laughs> then Asuka could be a DW. And we're going to have all kinds of fun and jabbery. Yeah. I had a friend at uni who looked like Muffy. Which from, one was uh, Muffy? The posh rich one, I think. Ah, the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have nothing else to say about... Oh, you know what? With the Arthur theme, she could have the other thing I know about Arthur, which is, I thought I was Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde, Hyde, Jekyll. Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde, Jekyll, Hyde. Jekyll, Hyde. Like, thank you, thank you, Ross. I'm glad we finally bonded over that, something. I don't think I've seen that episode, actually. Oh, mate, if you listen to it once on YouTube, it will never leave your head. I'll stay away from that, then. Um, I might, I might was- send it to you ac- accidentally. Same <laughs> <laughs> a important message from Pacini. Matthew, it's a yes for me, I think. Oh, get in. I think it's a yes for me. Um, Just for the idea of Lana having been secretly amazing and a badass all this time. And she's just never felt the need to prove it. But now she does to get her hands on the most prestigious of all WWE's titles, the women's tag team title. (laughs) So it's a yes for me, I think. Ross? Thousand percent yes. This is what they should have done at Survivor Series instead of having Lana bullied onto the stairs crying and then just stealing a victory at the end in, a, in an underhanded manner. So yes, fully on board here. You know what? My It wasn't going to be my first pitch, but I'm going to reshuffle the order because mine's very similar to yours, actually, Matthew. So oh. women's tag match. But in mine, Lana is out. She can't compete. There is a mystery opponent. Now, me and Ross were talking about this and Ross, I think, is right. He reckons it's going to be Charlotte Flair. And having heard that, I think he's right. I thought maybe it could be Eva Marie as well. Either way, whoever is with Asuka, I feel like the general consensus is Asuka and Mystery Partner are going to win. It just seems like, at least that's what, how I see it going, it seems like they're heavy favourites to win. So I thought, why not just 
get all that out of the way. We know that Asuka's going to win anyway. Her mystery opponent, her mystery partner, sorry, is someone who can basically make the match a quick one and squash their opponents instantly. And Goldberg. Who in re- it's Goldberg. <laughs> who in wrestling history oh, is no. the best? <laughs> no, it actually is. It actually is Goldberg. Well, actually, so, it's Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, that was my pitch. Oh. So, so I thought, I was thinking, who in wrestling is the kayfabe's strongest, hardest wrestler ever? It's probably Goldberg, actually. <laughs> so Goldberg comes out with the sparks, all sorts. Shayna and I are like, hang on, what? What's going on here? They get in the ring. Asuka might start the match. Tags in Goldberg. Spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. And the new women's champions are Asuka and Goldberg, right? First of all, massive plus for intergender wrestling. Like, everybody would absolutely love that, I think. And second, because I'm a big fan of intergender wrestling, I feel like it should be represented in WWE. I can't think of any better way. <laughs> I can't think of any better way to do it. Uh, and it also means we have the idea of WWE's odd pairing tag partners. You know, they love doing that, especially in the women's division, who tag partners who are different or don't get along. That's taken to its logical extreme. We can never do that again once Asuka and Goldberg have lost those belts. They have a long reign of very short matches. And most importantly, and this is the main reason behind this entire pitch, it keeps Goldberg out of the world title picture because he's too busy doing this. He's not going to interfere with Roman's excellent storyline. He's not going to take the belt off Drew or anything. I feel like this is the best place for Goldberg in the women's tag division, dominating it week in and week out. Thoughts? It's a resounding yes for me for two reasons. reasons. First of all, because in WWE, in intergender tag team matches, the men can only touch the men and the women can only touch the women. So I want to see Goldberg shadow wrestle his way around these (laughs) matches. And also, it's a second yes from me because apparently Goldberg's contract has got two more years to go and two two matches per year. So four more matches in WWE. If one's getting used up on Sunday, good. Because that means one less where he can potentially squash someone like The Fiend, which he scandalously politicked for earlier this year. And also, just off the top of my head there, we could have a nice name. The Streaky Blinders, because they both had a streak. Yes, I like that a lot. Streaky (laughs) Blinders. Yes. (laughs) And then presumably... The way you've said that there, I can imagine them actually saying it as, as they do that. Streaky blinders! Double spears. Goldberg's no, to nobody. Bash heads. Yeah. Oh, no. Goldberg will sell it. Oscar won't. He'll take a bump. Like, what the hell's going on? Matthew. Uh, I'll go with a yes, uh, because I was expecting Ross to be like, no, how dare you bring up Goldberg? I hate him. But he said <laughs> yes now, so I feel bad if I said no. Um, yeah, because you're right. It, we're not using him because we think this is going to be a great way to... Use Goldberg, use them to get away from all the other stuff. Uh, and it also means we have the possibility of Shayna out shadow wrestling a la William Goldberg in that one episode of Nitro um, <laughs> one time. And like, I like the idea of Goldberg going, no, I don't know what to do, a headlock, um, as no one's touching him. <laughs> so I think that would be good for a laugh. Uh, and let's face it, it is the women's tag title, so you might as well. Oh, plus it means that at some point, Lana... <laughs> can they go revenge. what the hell is this <laughs> Asuka I can't believe you replace me with anybody else and Asuka has to explain well it's Goldberg mate. You want to <laughs> then, we get, then we get Super Lana versus Goldberg yeah and then Asuka's like oh you're right I should have picked you yeah there we go that, that could be the rumble match Lana versus Goldberg your version of Lana my version of Lana yes. yeah yeah Just the one that exists Goldberg. in all of us lobbing him everywhere ringside yes well, what a lovely pitch Jack Thank you. Ross, can we have your second pitch, please? Yeah, mine, I got set to Bobblehead. Kane by Sanjay from Wolverhampton early this week, so it's inspired oh. by that. What a lovely present it was. It's on my Instagram. If you want to see the Bobblehead Kane. Um, but on this week's Raw, of course, we saw Bray Wyatt. He got locked in a box, and then Randy Orton set that box on fire. So apparently, despite this attempted murder... That happened on Monday Night Raw. Sunday's match is still, according to Wikipedia, which of course is the best source of information in the world today, it's still just a singles match apparently. So first and foremost with this pitch, at the start of the kickoff show, the start of the main show, somehow Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton becomes an unsanctioned match. Because just to remind you, Randy Orton tried to murder Bray Wyatt on this week's Raw by locking him in a box and setting that box on fire. Randy didn't bank on uh, Bray being a, a mystical spooky man, but still, attempted murder happened, so something more severe needs to happen. 
So the unsanctioned match, and uh, I've got written down here, no pun intended, I want the Fiend to get his heat back. Because I reckon, just like a bit like Corey Graves, he's gone a little bit stale. When he's the Fiend, he turns up, he, he, he shocks somebody, he attacks somebody, he disappears. The lights go down, the lights come back on. It's become very much the same each and every time. And I reckon we need to shake things up by doing something horrible and drastic and shocking. So we're going to wind up in the, the scenario where the Fiend sets fire to Randy Orton, just like Kane's Night of Terror to bring it back to the bobblehead Kane I was sent earlier this week. So yes, Randy Orton has set um, Bray's box on fire, so it's only fair, and the shed as well, he set the shed on fire a few years ago, so it's only fair in this match somehow, Bray Wyatt, where it'd be like Kane shooting the, the fire via lightning from his hand, he sets Randy Orton on fire, and that's how the match ends. Bray Wyatt wins this unsanctioned match, well, wins the unsanctioned match, by setting Randy Orton on fire. Randy Orton runs away on fire like that guy, going up the up the ramp when Kane got him back in the day. And that's how the match ends. And then I've got written down here, Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse version, he then appears at the end of the match doing a karaoke version of Burning My Light by Mercy Drive. It's a strong pitch, that. Mm. I'm not advocating that we actually set Randy Orton on fire. Let's have a stunt man in there because it's a bit too dangerous. But I, I just I was trying to think of something to make the fiend the fiend. This is not Bray Wyatt, like the fiend, the character, what he does, a bit more interesting. And I reckon something drastic like setting another man on fire and the sheer shock value of that. Of course, we're outside in the Thunderdome these days, so fire hazard that's out the window. We're outside now; it's fine. The 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 smoke can just go into the atmosphere. So there we have it. There's me pitch. Randy Orton getting set on fire. When you mentioned Randy Orton getting set on fire there. It really gave me a flashback to something from childhood, and it's to do with it's to do with a game on the snares, I think. So I'll ask Matthew if he remembers this. It was either on the snares or the Nintendo sixty four. Do you remember a Toy Story game, and you were Woody, and it was a side scroller? But there was levels where you were the RC car sometimes and stuff like that, right? Do you remember that game? Do you remember the level where you're sneaking across Sid's bedroom, like his desk, and right. if he comes along, you've got to play dead like a toy. And he sets you on fire with a magnifying glass. And then Woody runs around going, hot, 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 hot. And you've got to control him as he's running around. That's yeah. when Ross said Randy Orton gets set on fire and did the bit, a bit of that with his arms. I imagine Randy Orton running along back and forth going, hot, hot, hot. And I really want that to be the case now. So can we somehow fix it so that it's not a stuntman? It is actually Randy. Why, why not? Let's set yeah. Randy Orton on fire. You'll be fine. Like in some, there'll be smoke and mirrors, no pun intended. Whoa. <laughs> when was the last time somebody did get set on fire in the wrestling? Was it MVP with Kane? Well, has there been one since then? At North, I saw Benji get his arse set on fire. Uh, Kane versus Daniel Bryan at the uh, the Extreme Rules match. Get put through the table. Ah. Is there a burning table? Yeah. Wow. Do you remember the fire extinguisher at ringside? And people were like, why is that? And he's like, wait, there's actually fire? <laughs> really? When, in, when was like this? Like 2014. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was this must be when I wasn't watching. I can't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, Kane's gooded now. It's like you're taking a <laughs> bubble head and shouldn't be your ass. Uh, it's a yes from me. Uh, I like the idea of The Fiend doing interesting things rather than these weird, silly things. Well, good weird things, I should say. I think we're in agreement there. I also like the idea of Randy Orton being on fire and then instinctively going for a chin lock. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yes to fiend things. Get in. Thank you. Looks like the world's most anime chin locked. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Like... He's calling on a spot in his ear. Like, hot, 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 hot. Um, it's a yes for me as well. Fire is always good in wrestling. Well, that might be a bit of a generalization. Fire is often good in wrestling. And I think it would be good to see the fiend do more cool things. Don't play with fire at home, kids. As cool as it is. Um, Matthew, your second pitch, please. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, mine's similar because it is Bray Wyatt <laughs> versus Randy Orton again. Oh, who would have thought of that? Similar. Know, right? <laughs> like, one of the only matches with a build-up and a storyline to talk about. Instead of this, though, instead of what you went through, the feed will dominate the entire match because you can't feel pain or sell. Uh, so they brawl around everywhere. And I think, yes, yeah, somebody have missed a point here where it's like, oh, it's the TLC, the Tender Loving Care, Firefly, Death, Fiery, Bernie house match. Um, like he does every time it's a big match. Bah, 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 bah. And they're going around the Thunderdome, around the big screens, and he's throwing him from the ringside area back towards the ring. And at one point, the puppets appear. As they always do. That's one specific place where a puppeteer can do. And uh, at one point, Randy gets a chair, but then... Uh, ooh. Ooh, you're still there. Can, you're, you're all right. You're all right. Bit of a blip there. Big pun. Must have been the fiend. Um, but at one point, Sister Abigail trips him up. And Randy's, oh, and he drops a chair. So the fiend stops what he's doing and goes, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, Sister Abigail. Thanks, Mercy the Buzzard. And last but not least, Ramblin' Rabbit. And Robert goes, last but not least, and then strikes the fiend with a carrot <laughs> from behind, allowing Randy Orton to get the pin. <clears throat> and then Randy Orton spends the rest of the time from December to January telling Robert that he reminds him of when Randy was in evolution and he was surpassing <laughs> Triple H. And Robert's like, yeah, thanks, dude. Which sets up the fiend versus Robert at the Ramblin' Rumble. This is top tier. <laughs> Thank you for the sarcasm. <laughs> it's only fair though, Matthew, because how many times in the illustrious history of the Firefly Funhouse has Ramblin' Rabbit been murdered for no good reason whatsoever? It's about time he got his own back. It's about time. It's it's a no from me because <laughs> Oh my word, whenever I say I'm, I'm the only person giving out no's on this one, I feel really bad. Alright, Adam. <laughs> Taking every everyone very seriously. Well, how would that logistically work? Um, so, Matthew, yes, I, I reckon that a pitch with you involving puppets. At some point down the line, my puppet's going to get involved, and I can't be having any more spotlight on that little man. Oh. Yeah, uh, so more spotlight. He hasn't done out for twelve months. He's had merch released before me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. <laughs> Just to avoid that and to knock him down a peg or two. And to stop Puppet Jack from getting ideas, because if he sees Rambling Rabbit thinking of ousting <gasps> Bray Wyatt, then that might happen to me. So I can't be having that. So to keep him on his on his level, I'm going to have to say no. Why haven't we done that where there's a storyline where you're attacked, but Owen's like, I was here the entire time playing Champ Man, Your Honor. <laughs> and then it reveals, reveals his little mask. And it's like, Puppet Jack, it was you. <laughs> Because the only person that's that big, like, apart from me, that's that big in the office. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling, rather like the rabbit. So to no and a yes, I'll take it. Fair. Um, my second one, tragically, is the the most serious of the three. So this one's not as funny. Um, just generally something that I want to see happen. I feel like the problem at the minute is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like both both sets of men's world champions are pretty much unchanged going into WrestleMania. We kind of know that Drew and Roman are going to carry those belts. It's see, Oh, excuse me. It seems anyway like they're both going to go into WrestleMania, especially Roman. I think to shake things up, right, one of them should lose the belt here 
And I feel like it can't be Roman. I feel like it has to be Drew. Unfortunately, um, so I feel like Miz should try and cash in like Seth Rollins in the middle of the match. But I think AJ should win anyway with help from his massive sidekick. Then you've got heel champion AJ with Omos. Omos, who's just huge, as we that's the only thing about him that we know, really. Um, you've got AJ turning away people with the help of his bodyguard. That means that come WrestleMania... Well, it means that someone's going to win the Rumble because I feel like Roman's challenger shouldn't be from the Rumble. I feel like that should be the Raw challenger. Someone wins the Rumble and then, like Hogan and Andre, body slams Omos at WrestleMania en route to beating AJ Styles for the belt. Now, that person for me would be Cesaro. I know he's on SmackDown at the minute. I feel like he could win the Rumble and then go over to Raw and then challenge AJ. I feel like... If anything, Cesaro is the most likely one because... Did you hear the news story about that list that the writers all wrote in WWE? And it all had various names on. The the writers all got told to write a list of people they feel are being underutilized or could do better if they were given more time. And Cesaro was on like everyone's list and Chad Gable and stuff. And I looked at them and I thought, which one would be the best? I want Cesaro to win something at some point, please. So I've gone for Cesaro to win the Rumble, beat... AJ at WrestleMania, body slam almost like Andre the Giant. But to get there, we need Drew to lose the match at the weekend. So my pitch is for Drew to lose to set all those events in motion. Drew can lose because he's been screwed by Sheamus, I guess, and they can have a big beery brawl at WrestleMania as well. Sorry that was sorry that was an actual pitch. I'm disappointed in myself. Well, I put pitches to the pitch video. Jeez. I know. <laughs> My silly ones to come. Those two were serious for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll I'll go first. I liked it uh, that you're doing the forward planning thing that Pachita does so well. Oh, he's he's got like a manuscript. uh, Yeah. Brings it out. It's like Jericho's list from 98. But uh, (laughs) I don't necessarily think that Drew needs to lose the title here. Um, When you say it needs to be more interesting, TLC's never really... Being it other than that weird time with Sheamus when he completely wasn't ready in uh, 09. Um, it's never really been a time for title changes or things. It's just the here's the stop before the proper feuds kick in. So I'm all right with Drew not losing. Hey, ever. In fact, 2021, I don't think he should lose once. Um, maybe maybe the Sheamus for your DQ, but I think that should be it because right now they need a star. The ratings were the lowest ever for Raw this week. Can't think why. Um, so they need to go from the theory of having, ah, the brand is the star. It's like, well, the brand isn't a star. The brand is a joke. The brand is uh, Lana crying on the corner. So they need someone to be pushed to that super level. And I think that should be Drew. And one way of keeping him strong is having him not lose and just kick everybody in the face. That is the big downfall in my pitch, isn't it, really? But Ross, what do you think? Yeah, it's a big fat no from me as well, Jack. I'm very sorry to break this news to you this morning. First of all, because we're casting Drew off into obscurity, kind of, although we could pull it around with WrestleMania. And also, I don't want to see Drew and Sheamus fight. I like, I love the, 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 the relationship they've got where one is technically a heel, even though he wrestled as a babyface on this week's Raw, as we're sat here against, who the hell was it against? AJ Styles it was at the start of the show, wasn't it? Um, I love the fact that he's a heel, Drew's a face, but they get along anyway because they're old pals. And then when they have a fallen out, they have a fight to settle the differences. Long may that continue. Let them be the 2021 Brothers of Destruction slash APA wrapped up in a European bundle Um, (laughs) so yeah there's me two reasons for saying no fair it makes sense I suppose and I do like the Drew and Seamus dynamic as well out of interest do you think that Seamus is going to turn on him of course he will (laughs) Matthew Uh, of course he'll he'll turn on him but they'll still be in team uh, we hate England so yeah they will yeah fair they'll turn on him but not all the way um, who's turning? Ross, it's your final pitch now. I'm going to Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns in a TLC match. We've got Kevin Owens, he's beaten down Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is just about dead. His body is lifeless on the canvas. The music of Disney's Fantasia can be heard in the distance inside the Thunderdome. The lifeless corpse of Roman, it starts to twitch 
on the mat. A thunderstorm starts inside the Thunderdome. Tornadoes, lots of rain, maybe a bit of snow. Who knows how severe this thunderstorm could be. Tables, which of course line the ramp area. They've got ladders and all sorts of props and ornaments and all that malarkey. They start flying around. Picture Wizard of Oz at the start with everything flying around inside a tornado, but it's tables, tables, and more tables. Kevin Owens gets drowned in tables, essentially, right here. Uh, Maggle Cole can be heard on commentary saying, Oh my, could it be? It is. It's the tables. You know how it goes by now. Human table men come marching down to the ring. They form a circle around the twitching body of Roman as the Fantasia music. It gets louder and it gets louder and it gets louder. I just realised Roman jolts up like a bolt. He's like, whoa. And he just can be seen saying, I am the head of the table. Assemble! He shouts very loudly indeed. The tables, they start to form into a massive table man, like the Transformers, but with tables. Roman then turns into a table of his own, but he's the biggest and the best table, and because he's Roman Reigns, he becomes the head of this Transformer table man. That then table thing, it just boots Kevin Owens off. And at the distance, he flies away. You can never see him again. Kevin Owens retires from perfection. I'm not that bit of a lie. I don't want Kevin Owens to retire. But Kevin Owens is booted out the Thunderdome by the human table man. And then quite simply, the table man, because he's so tall, plucks plucks the belt and then Roman wins the title, oh, retains the title. Well, it's a yes for me. Um, if to be happened... honest with you, last night I was struggling for a third pitch and I was thinking, well, I've got me two serious ones there. Let's go for a funny one. And I watched that uh, South Park episode with the, the film thing and Mr. Hankey. Yeah. So if, <laughs> it's a yes from me because if that happened, I'd want to see how that would affect the world. We've confirmed the existence of basically a wizard. He can do, he can do, he can manipulate tables and turn into one. And I just want to see how that would, I mean, Roman Reigns would become the most famous man in the world and could use his powers for good or evil. And maybe he would enslave the population and bend us all to his whim. I don't know, but I'd be very interested to see what would happen if that came to fruition. So it's a yes for me. Thank you for taking this one so seriously. That's a very serious answer you gave her. Yeah. (laughs) Jack contemplated the social, economical impact (laughs) on Roman becoming the the actual head of the the table. The price of tables would go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, how (laughs) how would we do video? Oh, Roman Reigns is crap. Uh, Wait, hang on, there's a knock at the door. I've just changed my opinion of this. Roman Reigns is the best wrestler ever. <laughs> like, um, my um, only issue we, with you, Ross. Be, oh, we, sorry, sorry. We we'd be recording this and would hear a rumbling coming, and like Roman would have made his way to Newcastle, and he'd be clomping down the street. Yeah, yeah. And oh god, or the Earth. The, different nations would have to construct big Roman Reigns tracking de- defense devices to know where on Earth he was at any given time, in case he should unleash his terror upon any population in particular. This is mad, yeah. this. Matthew, before you give your answer, I'm going to tickle your ball sack a little bit, my friend. <laughs> I mean, it's well and truly tickled at this point, but hey, Roman's, go, by all means. Roman's new theme, his new theme song, as oh, the table it? man, it can what be taken it? from a certain internet wrestling video series. Oh, right. And then given lots of money to Matthew. Yes, there we go. Ross has always got his money on his mind, his mind on his money with these pitches. I do like it. Uh, I was going to say, Jack, the, the one with all these giant evil table things having to be built to stop Rome, and it's all right, Austria will be okay because they'll just use the actual Volta. <laughs> and my only issue with your pitch, Ross, is the fact that I thought you said early you'd already done your serious pitches. There we go, Matthew. I thought this was the silly one, but, you know, it happened to Mr. Hankey, so why can't it happen to Roman Reigns? Yeah, for somehow imagining to remove... Uh, Jekyll Jekyll Hyde from my head and replacing it with the theme from Fantasia. It's a well and truly deserved plus from myself. The Fantasia, the Transformers, the tables. Kevin Owens getting flicked. Yeah, well done, Ross. You've done it again by Joe's. Thank you. And just to those people who are saying this is too unrealistic, Jeff Hardy is a mystical character within WWE canon these days. Remember when he made his face change by blinking inside that bar with Sheamus? Anybody can be a mystical figure in the wrestling these days, and it will be Roman Reigns as well. 
Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the fiend and his puppets will be wrestling on this show. <laughs> Just saying. Matthew, it's your turn. It is. Uh, don't get your hopes up too much. Drew McIntyre adds a stipulation to the TLC match that if he wins, no one is allowed to do a crap impression of him anymore. Hmm. Drew then wins. <laughs> That's the it's a pitch. Yes, it's a yes for me yes, straight away. Yes for me as well. Yeah. And again, I'll preface this by saying because it was funny when you were last week going, "Oh, Miz and Morrison, they were really annoying me last week." I know they were supposed to, but they were really annoying me. It was very adorable. It was very, very Jack. But, Thank you. Yeah. Okay, Miz and Morrison doing it. Their baddies having the supposedly likable Riddle backstage doing it. Uh, having all the other good guys backstage also going. He's from Scotland. Every time he's mentioned, it's like, no, guys, no, please. Here, please. This must, this must be what it's like to be Jen when she comes down here. So everyone's yeah. just like, oh, hey up the new Jen. How are we you? We do hen? not do that, do we? Mm, maybe, that's why she, maybe that's why she went home from the Christmas party. Maybe she wasn't drunk at oh. all. She's just sick to death of everyone going, hey up. Yeah, we that's golfer. Well, many Matthew golf, keeps everyone. on asking me about, oh, Willie, I'm going to bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh god yeah aye so so it is why do Scottish people say so it is quite a lot so it is aye aye so it is thank you for my pitch about not taking the piss <laughs> out of bad accents by continuing the take the piss out of my Scottish accent's acceptable at, at, at least I think it's alright C- citation um, needed aye it's alright so it is um, it's a yes from me because the biggest culprit, I think we all know who it is as well. It's John Morrison, isn't it? He's the biggest culprit in this. Did you see the thing on Reddit, I think it was, where someone found that he'd done it 10 years ago when Drew was just the a build, wee build, Jack, to TLC 2000 and whatever it was. It was a build to was TLC it? again, apparently. And he's dressed exactly the same as he was on Raw. The only difference was the sash, it went one way in 2000 and whatever it was, and it went the other way on this week's Raw. The only oh. difference. Why have they changed that? It could mean anything. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is... That's a sign is, he's losing this Sunday. <laughs> I think the problem is that Morrison thinks he does a class Scottish accent because there was a, a, a few weeks ago, there was a little brawl where Drew had just kicked the maze or something and he was making his way towards Morrison and Morrison was on the mic and he went, wait, stop me, I, I, like, I like you. And he did the voice and then Drew just like nutted him. And I think in that moment, Vince must have gone, yeah. He could brilliant. Like he must have thought that Morrison was class. They've gone all in with it. I feel like Morrison needs to be taught that it's it's not that good. It's not the worst Scottish impression out of everybody on the roster, but it's not the best one. It could possibly be. So it's a yes from me, Matthew Fully. I agree. Fantastic. That's right. it. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not, even, <laughs> I'm not going to do another crap Scottish impression. No, I'm going to move on and go. That's it, Jack. The last pitch, please. So my next patch is, <laughs> is I feel like we can all agree that this this year's TLC card needs, in the words of Chris Eubank, a little bit of spice added to the equation, because there's a lot of there's first of all there's there's two TLC matches isn't there but there's no tables matches there's no there's not even a chairs match and we all oh, love a chairs no. match oh, oh. <laughs> so. I feel like there needs to be another stipulation added somewhere. As Ross mentioned, at the moment, at the time of recording, Randy versus Bray is still just a singles match, despite attempted murder being in the feud. Carmella and Sasha doesn't have a stipulation, I think, as well. Either of those matches could be subject to this next pitch. But I think I'm going to add a new match to the card with this stipulation that I'm about to pitch. And that match is going to be Keith Lee versus Vince McMahon, because Vince, for whatever reason, has decided that Keith Lee's rubbish. How can you reach that conclusion? I don't know. But Keith obviously lost a handicap match on Raw. Did you hear that apparently he was just going to lose to The Miz? That was the initial plan. But then they added Morrison in to make it two on one. Because, I mean, that's outrageous. How can, how can you decide that Keith Lee is not worth pushing? I don't understand. So, for the sake of this pitch, it's Keith versus Vince in a new stipulation I've invented called a tables then ladders then chairs match. It's three stages of hell fused with TLC. Fall one is a tables match. Fall two is a ladders match. And the climactic and most exciting fall, <laughs> and I've realised the error of my ways here as I've said it, is a chairs match. 
the problem here with the match that I've pitched is that Vince needs to win one of the falls to take it to the chairs match. So we'll give Vince the ladder. Which one would Vince win? The table one. He would just put a brass ring above the ring and then Keith wouldn't reach it, would he? Perfect. And then Vince would win the chairs match, <laughs> I guess. Um, so my pitch, you can apply this to... This is quite a flexible one. I just used Keith versus Vince to make it topical, but you can slap this on any match you want. It's my new invention. The stipulation is my pitch. It's the patented Jack the Jobber, tables, then ladders, then chairs match. Thoughts? Thoughts, please. Uh, sometimes it's more fun just to listen to you talk. Right, cheers. Um, <laughs> no, the problem is when you, the longer you are silent, the more I keep going and trying to... That's uh, great, maybe, isn't it? Maybe this could happen and I don't know what to say, guys. <laughs> this is what we call chemistry. We pretend there's lag on, on Zoom and there's none. It's just... Uh, uh. Jack, I appreciate you trying. I appreciate you <laughs> wow, trying to... Uh, what a scathing review. I appreciate you trying to combine all the things, the TLC, the Keith Lee, Fallout thing, um, getting buried, losing in a handicap match, makes sense to me, uh, and all the other things there to make something that the fans can get behind, because that is what you provide here at Coldaholic. You know yes. what the fans are like, because you are one yourself. You're a, you're a secret agent, what an and insult. I like it. Um, I don't want to see Vince something on the pay-per-view. Oh, can, I right. give you half, can I give you half a... I'll give yeah, you Zangief. Half, we haven't done that in this episode. Now you are Bison Trooper. Yeah, Bison you can Trooper. do that. Yeah, yeah. And Keith Lee will understand that reference because he's a nerd. Does he like Street Fighter the movie? He's got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To write a passage for some of these people. Ross? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Oh, uh, oh, we, we did a news thing yesterday where Kevin Owens... Was it, who, was it, who revealed it was Kevin Owens versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 34? It was Kevin Owens saying that it was going to be Shane and Vince versus him and Sammy. So we were robbed of a Vince McMahon match, Matthew, in 20, 2018. So to, I need to see this this match happen. So I want to see Vince McMahon getting spirit bombed everywhere. He's not brittle, man. He's got beef all over the place. He's got plenty of cushion for the pushing and all that malarkey inside the wrestling oh. ring. Um, but I, 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 I didn't think too much of uh, Keith losing to The Miz and Morrison on Raw because I was thinking, hey... That's The Miz and Morrison, two men taking down one until someone reminded me that Drew McIntyre beat those two easily in a, in a similar handicap match. And I thought, hey, that's not quite right now, is it? Braun Strowman did as well. Yeah, Braun Strowman did as well. I'm sure there's a myriad, a catalogue of people who's done it. So that leaves us out a bit of taste in your mouth. So yes, let's allow Keith Lee to get his own back on Vince McMahon. And then, to come out and celebrate with him, it's only Ross Tweddle and Tom Campbell and they do a live rendition. <sighs> Of the song. Oh, that's it. You're like Ross. You're thinking of the money. That's ah, oh, <laughs> doing this podcast completely wrong, aren't I? I'm sorry. Keith, 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 Keith. Do, do. I've not listened to that for a while, actually. Mm. It's been long enough now that I think I can again. I just hear it in the middle of the night. I just wake up. Cold, that's just Tom. Sweat. He's just there. <laughs> just outside my window, shouting. Yeah. <laughs> the boombox over his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's drawn Keith in fire on the front lawn. <laughs> Is that the end of the video, is it then? I, I think that. sorry, that's, that's yeah. All, I think that's, that's all the, the pitches. Well done, I, lads. I was waiting for Matthew to do the outro and then I remember that I'm actually the host of this one. That's right. Um, yeah, thanks very much for the pitches and everybody watching along. Why not, you know what, why not leave your pitches in the comment section down below? That'd be great. Um, yeah, thanks once again. Obviously, TLC is this weekend on Sunday and I believe that Adam Pacitti is doing a live stream. What are you doing there, Ross? Just knocking. Oh, I thought you were doing some kind of gesture. No, um, I was just knocking my chin for some reason. Oh, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> I, believe that Adam Pichy, I believe that Adam Pachee will be doing a live stream reactions. I'm just assuming that. I've not actually asked him, but I assume he's going to be doing it. And um, join him with that as the show goes on. I am doing Twitch every Wednesday with Owen at 6pm. Ross, do you have anything you want to promote to the fans? Um... I'll do WTF Moments, which is my last video for TLC on Monday. My last video of the year, sorry, not my last video ever. That came out wrong. Um, uh, there's tier lists going up live. Myself and Sam did SmackDown. Myself and Jack did NXT and myself and Tom. Oh, no, we did, did AW. Other way around then. Myself and Tom, I'm very tired here. Myself and Tom did NXT and me and Jack did AEW and they'll be going live over a sustained period of time. 
in the future yeah, we did to the be rosters. determined. I think um, Sam's editing them all as we're sat here right now, so God knows when they'll go live. That's quite a lot of work for Sam there. It's uh, like nine hours of footage, Jack. I worked out nine hours. For you've been you've a lot of work for you as well. Um, oh yes. Also, the Coldies will be going up, I believe, on Christmas Day. How I think wonderful that was is the that? plan? Yeah, but well, it'll be around then, certainly. Adam um, loves Adam loves to make a schedule and just do something different. So God knows when he'll go. Like, maybe next Halloween he might see the Colties for twenty twenty. Uh, no, they will be out before the end of the year, definitely. <laughs> and Matthew, have you got anything you'd like to plug? Uh, the last uh, Twitch stream this Saturday for myself mm. this of this year. As as Ross pointed out, it's easy to forget that of the year of it. Yeah, uh, that, I'll be doing that this Saturday. What's it going to be? I don't know. You have to watch and find out. It's not going to be South Park 64 again, though. Bloody hell. So it was bad. It was actually bad. It turns out Triple Jump were right. Who knew? The people who are doing gaming videos for years who know about stuff were actually telling the truth. Yeah, Because I, I only have fond memories of that game as well, but apparently no. Apparently it turns was out the awful. memories are better than reality. It sucks. It's so. like wrestling. Right, there right, we go. Right, that's it. Oh, what a beautiful way of bringing it together. Should we do the outro? Yeah, thanks very much, everybody. And we will see you very soon. Bye. Join us. We don't do that for this one, Matthew. That's Don't join us. Sod off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 